Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Hello, I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai with this Travelwise podcast, which is an interview special. Now, my guest on this occasion will provide insights to the current travel aviation landscape. And with his huge experience from the industry, we can expect from him insights into the future of travel and tourism. So my special guest is Ross Veach, CEO and co-founder of the online travel marketplace called WeGo.com. Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Well, on the program today, I'm joining... Uh, Ross Beach over in Singapore. He's CEO and co-founder of Vigo, one of the big uh, online travel, what should we say, marketplaces. Thank you for joining us. Ah, thanks for having me, Phil. So um, let's start off. Vigo, I mean, you've been established for a long, long time, mainly for the market in Asia and Pacific region and where we are, well, where I am, the Middle East. So give us an overview of what you do. Yeah, sure. So um, we, um, yeah, we, we started in... Um, in uh, Southeast Asia over a decade ago, um, expanded into the into the Middle East um, about eight years ago now. And these days, you know, we're very much dual headquartered, Dubai, Singapore, and we operate across, you know, MENA and APAC markets. Um, you know, we have a have a, an office in the Dubai Internet City, um, mm-hmm. which we're, you know, just beginning to, you know, reopen tenderly. And, you know, we've got another, um, we, we do most of our sort of pr- product engineering work in Singapore. Right. Um, and, you know, Dubai sort of our commercial hub for the Middle East. And we do a lot of our, um, you run a, a lot of our key partnerships out of, out of Dubai. Until we got locked down, you know, I, I used to sort of, you know, go back and forth between the two. So if anybody asked me, you know, so where do you live? You know, it's on like your EK. Yeah, EK. <laughs> I'm a resident of EK. Yeah, um, above the Indian Ocean. 38,000 feet or something. Okay, yeah. so Singapore for the IT expertise and talent there, I suppose, and uh, Dubai being very much the, the business side of, uh, of what you do. So how important is the Middle East region to you when it comes to, I mean, normal circumstances, normal business? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the MENA region's now, you know, a majority of our, our business. So we... Uh, we sort of realized pretty early on there was a big untapped opportunity there and sort of you know, went in before you know, most other online travel companies. And now you know, I'm happy to say we're sort of a leader. You know, we're one of the leading online travel brands. I think there's cumulatively now is about 40 million people who've downloaded the WeGo app on, you know, onto their iPhone or onto their Android device. Um, 40 million, wow. 40 million, yeah. yeah. It's about sort of 10 million actives a month. Yeah, pre-COVID, I might say pre-COVID. Of course, of course. Uh, the the Gulf specifically is a very interesting market. So it was relatively underdeveloped in terms of online penetration when we arrived, but it accelerated super fast. Um, and you know, people in the Gulf they travel a lot. You know, um, um, so high frequency, nice high basket sizes. And you say about the growth of uh, travel in and out of the Middle East. I mean, quite a few factors driving that. I suppose one thing is the the growth of the low-cost carriers in many ways who have driven so much uh, traffic in and out of of the region. Yeah, I mean, low low costs have been a big driver, you know, uh, globally in the Middle East is no exception. Um, I I think probably more significant for the... For the Middle East are the big Gulf carriers. You know, the the numbers they're moving are uh, are massive. Um, The, the low costs, you know, they keep them honest in terms of their pricing strategies. Um, and the low costs help you often open up, um, you know, secondary markets, secondary destinations before the big guys are ready to go in with the, you know, their sure, bigger yeah, planes. Absolutely. 
Oh. Well, for example, Fly Dubai here has enabled me to go to places like uh, Montenegro, uh, Georgia, for example, Tbilisi, destinations which weren't, uh, well, didn't make sense for the big carriers to go in there. And also some operational issues as well because of the size of runways with the big uh, 777s and A380s, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah not, 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 not every airport can take a sort of a, you know, an A380 you know, landing and sort of disembarking yeah. you know, all at once. Um, so uh, you are more than just online uh, flight bookings, aren't you? So what is the portfolio of services you offer f- to the traveller under normal circumstances? Yeah, so Wigger runs a sort of online travel marketplace model. So we uh, we we aim to help the traveler, f- you know, connect with other sellers of travel services. So it's principally flights and hotels today. We have some other things, you know, cooking that will be released, you know, relatively soon. Mm. But um, you know, our key value proposition is that we help you shop the entire market for all the products and all the price points. So whether you want to book directly with your favorite airline. Or whether you you know uh, happy to book with one of the travel agencies, right. um, you know we have them all active on the platform, and it's the it's the global brands, you know people like you know Booking dot com and Expedia, as well as the local brands, so you know the Clear Trips of the World, yeah, you know, Tajo. Um, so, what are you focusing on at the moment? What are you able to offer in these uh, days of considerable lockdown in so many countries and destinations? Yeah, I mean, there's not not a lot of travel happening now, obviously. Um, so we've been now, as you know, destinations are beginning to open up again, and as you know, airlines are beginning to you know publish their schedules for you know, June, July, August. You know, we're trying to you know do that in reverse. So we're, we're try, trying to help you start to think about you know where you might want to go later on in uh, Q3. Sure. Um, so coming on to that, what's your uh, perception of the the new normal? Yeah, I was going to say like, but, but before the airlines actually start up, um, we think. So yeah, p- people like to go a uh, around Eid, right? So um, jumping on a plane is not going to be an option this year. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of people looking for options around uh, the UAE, yeah. and you know you're, you're blessed with some awesome resorts and you know hotels. Um, and the hoteliers and the tourism boards are spending a lot of time thinking about how to reopen safely. Sure. Um, so you know we, we're we're working with you know the same hotels and tourism boards to sort of communicate to the market you know yeah. exactly what 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 steps are being taken and then as a traveler what you can expect and you know what you should be doing to protect yourself Absolutely. but you know how you can actually you know get you and your family out of the house and actually have a you know you know an experience other than your living room travel wise with Phil Blizzard news views and interviews you know, what's um, what we're keeping an eye on is um, you know, resumption of normal services or whatever the, the new normal services yeah. is going yeah. to equate to. Um, so coming on to before, that, what's your uh, perception of the the new normal? Yeah, I was going to say like, but, but before the airlines actually start up, um, we think so. Yeah, p- p- people like to go a uh, around Eid, right? So. Um, Jumping on a plane is not going to be an option this year, yeah. so I think there's going to be a lot of people looking for options around uh, the UAE, yeah. and you know you're, you're blessed with some awesome resorts and you know hotels, um, and the hoteliers and the tourism boards are spending a lot of time thinking about how to reopen safely. Sure. Um, so you know we're, we're we're working with you know the same hotels and tourism boards to sort of communicate to the market, you know. Yeah. exactly what 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 steps are being taken and then as a traveler what you can expect and you know what you should be doing to protect yourself 
Absolutely. So, you know, how you can actually, you know, get you and your family out of the house and actually have a, you know, you know an experience other than your living room. You know? yeah, so, yeah, the cabin fever is hitting us. And uh, I, I'm seeing each day, actually, more and more hotels are now offering staycations. They're also beginning yeah. to talk about uh, procedures in place to make you feel comfortable, make you feel safe. Uh, Hilton, for example, just one hotel group doing some amazing things with uh, cleansing of rooms and putting a seal around the door so you can tell uh, that room has not been, uh, yeah, no one's gone into that room since it was last had its uh, good comprehensive clean. So quite, quite a few innovative uh, procedures being uh, put into place or practices being put into place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, searching on the platform, you know, looking for looking for options. So, I mean, I, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of pent up demand. Um, but we're also seeing people looking for, for flights a bit further out. So um, people looking forward to um, uh, you know, be, be, being able to travel um, again. And so my uh, I, you know, flights are obviously going to take a little while, while longer to come back. And, you know, the airlines and the different Governments are still trying to figure out how to move people around safely, and I don't think we, we know quite what that's going to look like yet. But there's a few there's a few a few models beginning to emerge. One is, um, you know, basically you know, getting tested everywhere you go. Yeah. So, on arrival at the that's airport, like COVID nineteen passport uh, stamp to say you're clear to travel is one. Correct. One. Uh, now, I, I saw, I saw uh, this week uh, Vienna in Vienna Airport in Austria is now offering a sort of a three-hour turnaround PCR COVID test on arrival. Um, So I think it was about 200 euros. Um, So you either do that or you get quarantined for 14 days. (laughs) Which is what the British government is talking about at the moment as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that some governments have not been a bit stricter in some ways in terms of flights going in from hotspots, but that's a a political issue to talk about on another occasion perhaps. Um, so looking at but, your, but, but if, if, if I could, Phil, I mean, yeah, I, sure. I think the others, the others, I, I think you'll see that testing in some destinations, um, particularly where you know you've got a plane arriving from a destination which you know doesn't really have spread under control yet. Yeah. But I think between countries where you know the spread is more or less you know being managed, and you're doing widespread testing, yeah, you know, sure. contact tracing at scale, you know, like is happening across the the GCC. I think between um, you know, sort of you know, green zones. I, I think you know, bilateral travel corridors will open up sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Without... So for example, uh, Germany, which has got a low uh, figures, very good testing, and now being perceived by the European uh, destinations as a good source market because of what the country has done. So you say Germany would be granted, seen as a green zone. So. From, from Germany into, say, the Balearic Islands, for example, it looks like a very good uh, channel or, 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 or routing. Yeah, so um, we're seeing um, a few of these, uh, what they're calling bubbles emerging. So you know, Australia and New Zealand is probably going to be one of the first then yeah. between some of the East Asian yeah, sure. uh, countries yeah. that have got under control, similar. I, I, I'm hopeful that the GCC will be able to figure this out. Yeah. Um, so it would be great if travel could resume again between um, between the UAE, um, Saudi, Kuwait, Bahrain, yeah. uh, Oman. And on the basis of what you're saying, from the UAE across to uh, Australia and New Zealand, uh, probably where you are, Singapore as well. 
Yeah, similarly. You know, it'd be great if we could connect, you know, the great business hubs of the respective sure. regions together again. Absolutely. Great for my life. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. So if we look ahead, I mean, looking at your business, we go, you are one of many, many travel aggregators, shall we say, in the market. Are they all going to survive, do you think? I think travel is like most other sectors. I mean, travel's actually been hit harder than most other sectors, but, you know, there's going to be consolidation in pretty much every sector, um, you know, in pretty much every geography. So, you know, the, the world economy and the, you know, most industries are going to emerge very differently from this. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, yeah, we, we go will survive this, you know, with um, our, our model actually lends itself well to times when people are, uh, you know, watching their, their, um, you know, their pennies a little tighter than they would otherwise. So, you know, we, we help you find value in the marketplace and oh, to you yeah. know, find the deals in the market. So we've been through recessions in various markets we've operated before and actually it, it actually, our business actually grows during tough times. Um, so consumers are shopping around more aggressively. Yeah. Um, but, you know, our partners in the travel trade are also you know, willing to try more things and digital channels are the easiest places to try them. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, that said, I'm, I'm a realist. You know, travel demand is going to be significantly down on what it was last year. And it's, you know, it's going to take some time for it to come back to where it was. Um, but, you know, the, the Middle East is a pretty resilient part of the world. I think people are able to keep risks in proportion. I think governments are doing sensible things. Um, and, you know, travel and trade are lifebloods for the region, right? So well, it, is, it, yeah, you know, sure. it has to come back. It's got to. Um, so the virtual platform we're on at the moment has opened up a lot, lot of opportunities. As you say, the travel industry are, are open to new ideas. But on the aspect of MICE meetings, I mean... So many big events. I'm thinking of uh, Singapore and also Dubai, where so many conferences, so many meetings have been held. People are now switching quite uh, elaborately to uh, online conferences, seminars. Uh, the Arabian Hotel Investment Conference has been doing an amazing couple of things. The Arabian Travel Market, beginning of next month, will be holding a virtual Arabian Travel Market. So, do you think this will have a long-term impact and some of these events might come away from the calendar or be changed to a smaller size, perhaps, and more and more engagement will be continuing after COVID-19 has been resolved um, online? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, it's often said it takes a month, you know, of, of constant repetition to develop a new habit, right? And I think, you know, we've all had more than a month of you know, sure. operating our business in very different fashion. And I think you know, some of these... Uh, some of these virtual approaches will stick. I think a lot, a lot of companies are figuring out that they actually have the, the platforms in place to go fully virtual. And, you know, that's got some pretty big ramifications for yeah. um, a lot of the big you know, business hubs of the world, actually. But to your, so the question about, you know, will people still want to you know, meet and have meet at exhibitions and conferences? I, you know, virtual gets you so far. Um, sure. you, know, you, you, you can yeah. learn online. You, you can you can do some degree of networking online, but you know there's a lot of things happen at conferences um, that are uh, you know it's difficult to simulate in a virtual environment. You know a lot okay. um, yeah. just being in the same place as all of your your partners, your competitors, you know the analysts that cover the space, you know investors interested in the space. Yeah, a lot of things happen spontaneously, right? So um, there's a lot to be said for turning up still. I think. Yeah. 
Well, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. A couple of things before we finish. One is I've been asking to every, everyone I've been uh, talking with uh, doing chats like this and interviews. Once we're able to get up and travel, what's going to be number one on your bucket list? So I'm thinking of from a more of a personal stroke leisure perspective rather than business because business you said you want to come into Dubai anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's probably yeah, your bucket list? Yeah, D- Dubai will be the first on the um, on the agenda as soon as the you know the the flights open up again. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Bali. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not really on the bucket list. It's, it's sort of some you know, place I go a couple of times a year. Um, so it's very close to you, isn't it? So in Singapore. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy. I mean, it's, it's, it's um, very simple to duck down to. It's like us hopping down to Muscat or somewhere in Oman, for example, for us. Yeah, exactly. And to finish off, really, um, looking at the WeGo platform, website, more than just bookings, you've got a very informative uh, uh, part of it for information and, and blogs as well so a good source of information in these times and also inspiration for places to go to in the future yeah exactly um actually we're, we're pushing a um pushing an update out to the app it's probably going to be live into this week early next week um specifically uh designed to help keep people up to date as new destinations right. open up new airlines you know start flying again so if you, if you haven't already got the wego app installed now would be a great time to uh, go download it um and you, you'll be the first to know about um all the new travel opportunities reopening to you uh ross yeah. thanks very much indeed for joining us uh here on the program thanks very much and uh, stay safe thanks phil look look to do it look forward to doing it in person next time yeah absolutely absolutely okay you take care <laughs> stay safe Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. Many thanks to my special guest, Ross Feach, and in future editions of Travel Wise, when it comes to interviews, we can expect more from leading figures in the travel, tourism, and aviation industry. And next time, we'll be talking to Samira Isaac, CEO of the World Travel Forum. I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai. Stay safe, and I look forward to joining you soon for another edition of the Travel Wise podcast. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews.